Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Right, a question, question, 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Spencer. Welcome to the men's room. Random, random, random. Aloha, bitchola. Hola. Spencer, welcome to the program. Ran a question, question. Let's see, what do we have for you? Okay, let's go with this one. Spencer, what impressive or stupid thing did you do for your age? Maybe it was somewhat impressive just based on how old you are or how old you're too old to do that. Maybe you're most people don't do that when you're that young. Well, well, I I'm 41 and I put out a book with you guys in it. So, okay, that is impressive. That is that's impressive in its own right at any age. Like, is there an average age that your average author gets their first book published or is it all over the map? I have no idea, but. As long as we're talking about it, you mind if I plug it? Go ahead, man. Uh, One Dollar Soul, available on Amazon, free with Kindle Unlimited. It has the men's room in it. That is correct. Uh, Thrills read it. He, he actually liked it. I did, man. Biggest thing ever. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, that I, was, no I went in with very low expectations. Not going to lie to you. And then uh, we took that break in August, I guess, summer vacation, whatever. Read the thing, couldn't put it down, and I'm like, I've been entertained. Yep. And then uh, since then, Mike Hawk has read it. I said, dude, just trust what? me. Mike read it? Yeah. Yeah, Mike said the same thing. He's like, I couldn't put it down, man. It's, nice. it's a good uh, book. I'm going to get to it eventually, Spencer. Thank you. I promise yeah, you that. Yeah, it really is. Solid hey, book, man. Yeah. Also, also yeah. throw you might like this. I uh, put a website out for $1soul.com. It's a questionnaire to find out how uh, valuable your soul would be to Lucy the Devil. All right, and then there's also SpencerCromwell.com if anyone wants to check it out. Okay. All right, just real quick, what would you sell your soul for? You have to. Who are we selling it to? The I devil. The devil. The devil. Who the else devil? buys souls? He's like the only guy I know that's I like, know. I'm in the market for souls. Uh, let's, let's, man, I'm selling my soul. Let's go billion. All right. Because it's okay. like, I got it. I want a billion. I want a billion, and I want the Ravens to go mm-hmm. to and win the Super Bowl each year for the next 12 years consecutively. We have a few stories on our question. What impressive or stupid thing did you do for your age? We have a woman who celebrated her big milestone birthday with over 100 whiskey shooters. <laughs> Florence Hackman, she turned 105 December 16th, making a major day for a Fireball Whiskey fan. She goes by Flo. 
She lives in Loveland, Ohio, and apparently she drinks quite a bit of Fireball every single day. And her birthday was no exception. So Fireball heard about her love for the cinnamon whiskey spirit, and they surprised her with 105 different mini shooters. <laughs> and surrounded by about 50 guests, she celebrated her birthday by watching the Bengals and drinking Fireball all day, because that's all what right. she likes to do. She said she was totally shocked, and it was a surprise, and uh, she was thrilled to see it. It was a totally unexpected thing. So she got 105 fireball shots on her 105th birthday. Here's another one. More than 200 dogs showed up to wish her 100th birthday to a San Jose man at a tail-wagging neighborhood gathering that turned into what they say was a touching show of community support. It gives me chills thinking about it. According to Allison Moore, she was talking about the birthday party that she organized for her father. To think that about 160 dogs I never met before and their owners, sometimes there's a couple, sometimes there's a family of five, just wild to me. Heartwarming that these strangers would take part in their day to come to my house and bring their dog to greet my dad. Dogs of all shapes, sizes, ages, and breeds arrived in style, decked out in costumes, some wearing party hats, sunglasses, rolling up in classic cars, wagons, or in the back of pickup trucks. Uh, it was surprising in theory, uh, thrilling to see so many people and dogs who came out. I've never seen so many wagging tails. She thought people would just walk by and wave, but it turned into much more than they could ever imagine. She said her dad petted every single dog that stopped by. She said last year she was thinking about doing something big for his 100th birthday. He lives in an assisted living center in Palo Alto. Most of his friends are gone. My mom is gone. A big party didn't make sense. And since he's been in assisted living the last number of years, the highlight is always when they would bring dogs in to visit the, the ah, assisted okay. living facility. Right. And when we lost our dog in 2020, I would just borrow friends' dogs. He just <laughs> loves them. So more than uh, decided a dog parade would be right up her dad's alley. And she put an invitation out on some neighborhood websites, and all those people stopped by to uh, to say uh, to say uh, happy birthday to Granddad. Imagine the cleanup on that. Ah, uh, probably. There's a lot of plastic bags, everybody. Substantial. But wait, there's more. It took Alfredo Berdillo 21 hours and 15 minutes to hike the 24 miles from the north rim to the south rim of the Grand Canyon. But the 92-year-old Spaniard just confirmed himself as the oldest person to complete the trek. And he said he could have moved a little faster. But there were a lot of people asking me, oh, you're Alfredo. May I get a picture with you? So we lost a lot of time making pictures, but he said that's okay. Uh, he's got a Facebook group of more than 70,000 members where he hikes different things. Okay. But there are those who recognize him from as many as previous rim-to-rim -rim hikes. The October hike was the first completed with evidence in the form of fitness <laughs> tracking data, plotting on Google, independent accounts. What did you think I said? No, no, we just have no, a different, no, you know, we're picturing oh, something oh, different. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> He is the oldest person on record to have hiked the uh, yeah. Canyon uh, yeah. Ram. We told you about the 13-year-old kid, the first in, person to break Tetris. Which I didn't know was a thing. The six-year-old girl became the first female to solve a Rubik's Cube in under six seconds. There's all kinds of Have you ever solved stuff. a Rubik's Cube? Hell no. Ever? No. My brother got one, not when they first came up, probably about 40 years ago. And honest to God, one time I got one side, but it wasn't even the side I was working on. Like, oh, I'm trying to get I, this I, one I, I, side, I, I, and my brother I, goes, dude, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, what? He goes... You got all the blue. I could get five and not the sixth. I could always get all the perimeter. How can you top. get five and not six? Because there's only six sides. I could finish the bottom. But so there's I only work... six sides. So if you have the other five, by necessity, the six would have to be done. No, it was all messed up. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It was It was just like maybe it was in the shape maybe of Maybe you eight. got four out of or six. Or four out of five. Yeah, I was close. Yeah, like, I if had, you got I, five, I, yeah, you yeah, got yeah, all yeah. six. So the top part and the bottom part were not fixed. But I could I've not figure never. It out.
ever, it was always ever. the corners that messed me up. I could never, I could get the ones in the middle. Uh, I can't even, man, and my kid's up in Rubik's Cube right now, and I gave a deal college try. I was like watching football, spent about 45 minutes messing around with this thing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And then we work with Gregor, who's on uh, with the end in the morning. Yes. And this dude, when you look at his desk, he has your standard, standard Rubik's Cube, which he can solve with one hand while speaking to you, which irritates me. Then he has one that are four squares across on each side. So he wanted something, quote, more challenging, which to me, I'm like, all right. And I believe he has one that is five across. So it was a pyramid that we had. That was, that was easy. I could do that one. And then there was the links, the kind of chain one where you mm-hmm. spun around. I could do that. Not a Rubik's Random, no. random, random, random. Hello, random, Alex. Random, Welcome to the men's room. Boo. Boo. Alex, welcome to the program. Random question, question. Here's an interesting random question for you. Alex, would you say more times than not that in a given situation that you will hold the door for someone if they're coming up behind you? Uh, or you see them coming in the door and you just open it up before you leave with it? Um, generally, yes. However, if it's someone that I know to be a moron, I will close it on them. Yeah, so, I'm right there with you. I'm right there. My thing is this. We're pretty good about holding the door open for people. We work in a corporate office building. You recognize some people, but you don't necessarily work with them. But we will hold the door. 95% of people, thank you. Oh, thank you. Or you do that thing where they start jogging. I was like, you don't have to speed up, man. Just I'm holding it for you. But the people that have walked in and they don't say thank you, I never do it again. It does not And you remember those people. Yes, you do. So do I. We're like crows and someone threw a rock at us, like, for whatever reason, like, I will always remember just, you because I don't it, it like It feels you. like there's some either weird sense of entitlement or I, I can't really put my finger on it. I don't, I know that's not probably it, but it's just. Ah, I think it is. Th- there's just something weird about it. Because if you expect people to hold the door open for you, that's entitlement. If you recognize that they're just being gracious, you know, mm-hmm. and you say thank you. To me, saying thank you when someone holds the door open for you is the equivalent of waving your hand when you accidentally cut someone off on the right. road. Like, you can avoid road rage just by extending no. your hand. And when you don't say thank you, I realize how angry I get. Obviously, uh, just like just general manners, that's kind of how I was brought up. And I definitely open the door more for someone than they open it for me. But when they do open the door for me, I am very gracious about the fact that they did. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, that. man. I will acknowledge the fact that they did that. I, I, will, I will say this, though. Uh, complete transparency here. The better looking you are the more likely and longer I will hold the door open for you. So, Miles and I surmise that if you're a good-looking woman in this building, all right, like, so you don't work with us. You just know us from the building. Your perspective is, oh, man, they're, they're really nice guys. They're decent gentlemen, mm-hmm. right? The truth is, we find you stunningly attractive. Right. Now, if you're the same distance away and it's like a five Mississippi and I don't find you uh, attractive, I'll let the door go. And it's not a mean thing, but if like the five Mississippi, that, that's decent. Yeah. People who are holding stuff, big boxes, are the guys at UPS or the, the mail service that come in with dollies and right. these big truck fulls of boxes. I mean, you know when someone needs help. <laughs> right. So the right thing to do is, is give them a hand if you can. So the reason we asked, uh, do you hold the door for people? Uh, maybe you haven't heard this one, but uh, they put out a, a little survey that says that 31% of people admit to trying to close an elevator on someone so they won't come into the elevator with them. I have done that, but that's specifically who the person is. That is correct. Now we get into doorway etiquette. In a new poll, 29% of Americans admit to deliberately not holding a door open for someone else when they were close by. 62 say they always do that. They always hold the door open. The people least likely to hold the door are men. Least likely to hold the door are men under 25 from the Northeast. We also rarely from get the, the door yeah. held open for us. 
We do, but no one's trying to check out my ass. Again, right. I'm going full transparency. Right. So you'll see some hot person walking up. And it's like, of course, I'm going to hold the door well, before and- you. They say you're a gentleman. The truth is. I saw you from the front. I've held the door open. You were now walking in front of me. I'm checking out your butt. Yeah. And and do we know the, the 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 official definition of holding the door open for somebody? Because if there is a young woman that is, that is following me in, I will actually stop going inside. I will hold and it open, open it and wait first. for them to walk through, yes. through yes, before me, right? Exactly. Whereas if there's somebody else that I know is right behind me, maybe I'm in a rush or something like that, I'll just kind of do that little shove of the door. I as appreciate I'm going. Oh, yeah, that. Much. No, that's good too. It says okay. I'm acknowledging that, that you yeah. were there, but I'm going to hurry. I get it. Right. Uh, yeah. The people most likely to open the door or hold it for people are female boomers from the Midwest. So women in the Midwest. Of course. Uh, 48% Bless of people uh, think someone has deliberately not held the door for them. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. 33% of people say it's never okay to close the door or not hold it for someone. But uh, either way, there's a, kind of a split opinion there on whether you should be doing that or uh, or not. Do you guys ever rush into the elevator and then just start hammering that button to shut the elevator? I've tried it because there's certain people I just don't like in the building. Yeah. And, and it's not whether or not I like you. It's whether or not I believe you're going to speak to me. Right. And I have... Miles is better about this than I am. I have a very difficult time just being cordial and nice and decent if I really don't like you, but you're not actively speaking to me. I I can't explain it. I should be old enough to know better, but I have a very hard time not just being real curt. But even though they're being very nice, Mm -hmm. I just don't like it. But here's the thing about those elevator doors, and I don't know if this is true everywhere, but door open always works. If you, hey, hold the elevator door, you hit door open, they pop back open. You hit door close over and over. I, I think they're on a timer. I don't know the door close actually works. Because trust me, I have tried many, many times. Because I see them in the reflection as I turn the corner to our elevator base, right? And I kind of run on real quick and I'm hitting that door close. And God damn it, it just doesn't do it. And now I'm stuck trying to act like I don't hate them as they're speaking to me. Random, I'm, just, I'm bad random, at it, man. Random, 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 Hello, Justin. Random, Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Justin, welcome to the program. Random question, question. Here's one for you. Justin, what would you say is the story involving your phone? Whether you accidentally sent someone a nude picture, awkward text, you dropped it in the toilet. What, mm-hmm. what story would your phone tell? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, You've never sent an errant text? Or just got an errant text from somebody else? Uh, I don't think myself, no. I mean, I, I might have, but nothing that's ever been to the point where I guess I remember it. Have you ever lost a phone? Yeah, yeah, I lost a phone last time I was at the Seahawks game. I oh. might have uh, had a little bit too much to drink afterwards. Uh you think you yeah, lost it at a bar after the fact? Well, that's, or at the, the, that's the story your phone would tell. I mean, right. it, do you know where that thing is? Do you have a clue? No, I I was at some bar in Seattle with a buddy. We were playing pool with a couple of Russian guys that didn't like the the rules that we played with. Um, do they have different I, rules for Russian pool, or did you guys come up with your own rules on the fly? I thought what we were playing was pretty basic all right and they kept calling us on everything we did and uh we we're playing for drinks and <laughs> this is this this was told to me from my buddy but he said i i got mad at one last thing they called us on i grabbed the eight ball slammed it in the corner pocket and i said you know game f and over and uh walked out and i i left my jacket 
hanging in on the, on the chair or something with my, my phone in it. Damn Russians. See what they do? Mm-hmm. All right, so here's my question then. How long did you wait before you just went and got a new phone? Uh, I think the next day I bought it. I can't go without it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd give it like two or three days. Maybe it shows up. Down in uh, San Diego, uh, the kids are down there. Uh, the wife's down there. Hey, what, what better way to uh, spend the day than do a little kayaking excursion? Oh, yeah. yeah, on the, on the water. Right. That, 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 was, that was nice. So we go out. Uh, we're out there probably for like an hour, hour and a half, whatever the deal is. And we come back into dock. And like anything else, um, my daughter, because she lived in San Diego, she had an actual laminate. That she took with her to the beach. Yeah, to protect the phone, right? That kind of went around her neck, you know, that had a, a, a zip uh, kind of tie on it to keep oh, the yeah. water out or whatever it is. Like, you know, like you close a sandwich baggie, that type of deal. And so she has one of those around her neck. I do not take my phone with me because I do not need my phone because I am out in a, in a kayak paddling in the yeah. ocean. I don't need to call anyone. I don't need to check my emails. To me, if someone else wants to take a picture, that's just fine. But I'd just rather have the experience and the memory. So to me, it's like it's it's not something that I want to risk. Even like with my wallets, I do not take that out. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. swim trunks on. There's no. Re- I'm not paying for gas. There's certain things that I just kind of you know leave in the car or leave in the hotel sure. room that I'm not going to need. Those are the things. So we get back in, and I see my wife, and she jumps up, but she has her her phone in one hand, and she has another hand, and so she goes onto the dock to push herself up. Well, her hand was kind of on the edge of the dock. And I see this phone, like, do this flip motion in the air. Right. It's, like, suspended in air. And then I see, like, it bounce off her palm, and she tries to catch it, but she somewhat swats it. And then with the other hand, she lets go and almost falls into the water, tries to catch this thing. And then I watch it drop down about 12 feet at the bottom of the dock. No. Now, this is, this is salt water. Right. It is in a marina. I can kind of see it. So I think, okay. Can I go down and get this thing? Is it possible? Is this even salvageable? So I look at my daughter, and I said, hey, man, do me a favor. Call her phone. I'm just curious. And as you look down into the abyss, you see this glowing green light. And I'm like, there it is. But it's it's still the winter, so it's not. this is not the time. Like, I did not get into the water. It was still cold. Right, right. I'm not diving down 12, 13 feet, which I can't tell you the last time I did, to pull a phone out of the bottom of uh, a marina that I'm not sure is even going to be functional by the time that we get it back up. Sure. Yes, it's ringing now. But by the time I get down there and get it, without goggles, without being able to see anything, feel for the bottom, you know, come up just <sighs> dying for air. I'm not the best deep diver. Yeah. You know, like my ears pop. Yeah, yeah. like Even when it came to picking up coins at the bottom of an 8-foot, 10-foot pole, that was, not, pull, that was not necessarily my my best trick in the world. I, mean, I could do it. Yeah. But I'm not salvaging it. I'm like, just, just buy a new phone. Right. So, but you... The problem is you've never seen a woman lose her goddamn mind like being on vacation and not having her phone with her. Why? One, you're on vacation. Worry about it when you get back. It's That'd a be lifeline, first man. I, oh, I know. know it is, but I always say... You want to talk about looking like a fidgety fool. Oh, yeah. Every day. Like, what, everywhere. You're old enough yeah. where you lived without having this in your pocket. What did you do then? I understand that people get excited about it. I don't care. Last time I lost mm-hmm. my phone, I went like three days. And my wife's like, dude... You have to get a new phone. So I don't, and I don't want one, because the only thing that happens when I have one is that people bother me. Yep. And no one's bothered me. And the only reason she made me get a new phone, she's like, because I dropped the other one. You name it. This Weren't phone you had been cutting through. your thumb on your phone? Yeah, because the screen was nothing but shrapnel and splinters, <laughs> right? But I still had it locked, so you had to put in your code or whatever. And 
it always pricked my thumb, and there's just dried blood all over the screen. And I'm like, look, the only person that cares is you. Mm-hmm. I don't care, and I don't want a phone. Oh my god, like that. we were driving. But that, the we, phone we were, that I have right now is a replacement for that one, and it's so oh. old that my kids. They can look at an iPhone and they know what model it is. You know, so like, oh my God, is that an iPhone? Throw in a number. Yeah. I'm like, bro, <laughs> Stone Age. I don't know. Right. I do not care. We were driving up 83 in Baltimore, which runs through the middle of the city. We're driving back home uh, from an event, whatever the deal is. And I, I, I'm, I'm the driver. Steve is in the passenger seat. I, I don't know what the call was. I don't know what the text was. But the next thing I know, you go to a breakup. The, oh, the, that what it was? Yeah, but you wouldn't stop bugging me. Like we, oh, the, we've so, reached yeah. whatever con- <laughs> we've reached the conclusion about who gets what, all that kind of thing. And I'm trying to be civil and cordial, but to my point, if people keep bugging me, I'm one of those people. Eliminate oh. the problem, right? right? Sure. So I see the window roll down on the side of my car. I look over at Steve. He takes the phone, and just chucks it out the window. I look at <laughs> my rearview mirror. There's this phone tumbling, bouncing down yeah. the interstate. He's like. Into, into problem. That like, problem's all. Everyone's fine. I kept saying, look, man, yep. I know, I understand that emotions are high. I do get that. It is a breakup. But we've been very civil as we go through this. It's just time to move on. And for whatever reason, you know, that had to just keep coming back. Yep. Finally, I'm just like, phone's gone. Reason we asked, what is the story involving your phone? The National Transportation Safety Board said in a briefing yesterday that not one but two phones that were sucked out of an Alaskan <laughs> airline Boeing 737 MAX 9 had been found. Really? Both of them. And they were found in Vancouver, Washington, by one resident named Sean Bates. He said he found one, and the phone was still working. In a post on Twitter, he said he found an iPhone by the side of the road that was still perfectly intact after apparently falling 16,000 feet. How does a phone fall 16,000? I've dropped a phone off of a counter before and shattered the entire face of the damn thing. I'm not saying it still didn't work, but there was damage done. This thing had nothing wrong with it. He said the phone was still in airplane mode. With a half battery and uh, opened to baggage claim from Alaska Airlines Flight 1282, which was forced to return to Portland International Airport on Friday after the door blew out. You know this is probably one of the bigger stories in the area that happened over yeah. the weekend. He said he found the phone actually after the NTSB asked people to start looking out for them in the area and any other objects that might have fallen from the plane. He says that before he opened it and saw the Alaskan Airlines baggage claim... He was a little skeptical that it could be from the plane because, again, the phone was in such good condition. Did he have, like, one of those old Nokia bricks or something like that, Dan? <laughs> right. Did it leave a crater when it landed? iPhone is one of the phones collected uh, from the flight. The agency says another phone likely from the flight was found in a backyard. Uh, the door plug, around four feet long and two feet wide, it was found in someone's backyard. <laughs> found Does by anything teacher. land in anyone's front yard? No. Oh. Found by a teacher named Bob who lives in the Portland area, the NTSB sent him a message that said, thank you, Bob, for fighting the door. <laughs> thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Cool. Yeah, you got it, man. More of the random question question coming up, 206-803-ROCK. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. Coming up, your guess is good as mine. Our categories today, the world's friendliest accents and college football. And the most national championships won the top 10 teams mm-hmm. that have won more national championships than any other. Speaking of, we uh, beam our satellites to Houston or Houston, Texas. And our own Lee Ted Smith. Ted, how are you, man? Uh, you know, a little drunk, but we're getting there. Okay, all right. <laughs> what time did you start the festivities this morning? Uh, we waited till about 1.30. But boy, I'm watching thousands of Husky fans walking up the ramps yelling, Go! Husky. Yeah. Yes. What, what do you think the uh, percentage is Michigan versus Husky fans that you've seen so far? Because the Sugar Bowl, obviously, Austin's a little bit closer to uh, right. New Orleans than, you know, than, than, than Seattle is. So, or, they seem to been, dominate that state. I mean, my, my view is a little skewed because I was at, like, the Husky Fan Hotel. Detlef Shrimp was there. I saw Lawyer Malloy. By by the way, we talked about Elstreet's mouth. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's one, of, he's one of the best that ever played at UW. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, tornado warning, and I'm looking at the Astrodome. But I would say it's probably 60 or 70% Michigan. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's okay. about right. And you did say there's a tornado warning. The game is it is inside, but they're they uh, they're calling for severe weather throughout the entire Houston area this evening. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure you're aware of all that. Oh, yeah. I'm watching a lightning storm. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> it's wild. It was 75 today, and now it's about 60. Okay, really? It's it is dark. So thank God the game is inside. Correct. Correct. All right. So what have you eaten so far since you've gotten it? Because you what you started basically in Austin and have worked your way to Houston. And one thing we know about Texas, a lot of good food everywhere. Grill, you're correct, but I've been in a strictly taco diet. Really? <laughs> no barbecue, man? You're just yeah. doing taco? Just, I mean, I've had a brisket taco. I've had a breakfast taco. I had a little mid-afternoon taco. <laughs> Tacos all day, all the time. That's great. But uh, what, yeah, what, what we, is... What is? We almost got thrown out of the uh, country concert last night because all the Washington people had the damn bait pen. Oh, was that oh right? yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what happens when Washington visits your state. Yeah, we yep, forget yep, that's yep. not cool everywhere. <laughs> How was the show? Awesome. Awesome. And honestly, it's one of the coolest events I've been to. Like, even the Michigan fans are super nice, and people are just pumped. I think about an hour from now, the mood's going to change. But right now, it's pretty It's pretty damn awesome. Now, just knowing what we know about how stadiums are set up, I don't know much about how Houston is as far as where the stadium is. Is that downtown? Are there things to do around it? Is it a walkable area? What, what, what kind of place you in? 
No, it's far out. It was like 14 miles from downtown. So, like, where I'm standing outside the stadium, like, looking at the uh, skyline from here. I'm, like I said, it's like next to the old Astrodome. So, it's okay. not, there might be stuff to do around here. We just kind of, honestly, it's the championship. We were, I've been in here for 90 minutes. So, so, one time, Ted Smith is like, let's get in early. All right, Ted, let me explain something to you. Uh, you are in Houston, Texas, specifically, so 14 miles outside of downtown. That is what they call, quote, right around the corner. Yeah, I know. That, that, it's right there, man. What's up? Uh, long and flat. So we, we, we were reading the, the concession uh, prices, $16.50 for a draft beer, around $14 for a domestic bottled beer. And I believe uh, the bottled domestic was $13, so there's $1 savings for you right there. Uh, but if you want a small bag of, was it rolled gold pretzels? Yeah, it's like the snack size Six you bucks, give a child like for lunch. $6. Yeah, yeah. Texas uh, is pretty cheap in the bars, not in the stadium. Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, are you? Do, do you know where your seats are? are? You are you sit? Is it kind of one of those things where are there sectioned off areas for uh, the fans, or is it uh, just uh, like the Super Bowl? You just you get a ticket and you're you're sitting where you're sitting. No, it's it's supposed to be like I'm right on the fifty, uh, like right below the cameras. Yeah, I had a good connection. <laughs> but, like, we are, the stadium's supposed to be half and half, but, like, the Michigan fans are bleeding into our half. Have you, you can't hear it, but behind me, the Husky fans are going nuts. You can tell they've been at the Husky tailgate and getting hammered. Now I know for a fact that you know just about everybody. Have you randomly run into people from the Seattle area that you know or that have recognized you from something that you got a chance to talk to yet? Honestly, last night at the, like, Sand Hotel, I'm telling you, all the Husky legends were there, and, like, three dudes came up and were like, we love Cast W. We love the men's room. Like, hope we're not bugging you. I'm like, hell, you're validating me with all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you shut down last night? Uh, eh, around three. Three in the morning. Wow. Yeah. What time did you get up yeah. and start this day? Uh, had a mimosa around <laughs> noon, and then we started started hopping on beers around one. So got up at like 11. Got the three S's out of the way and, you know, got it moving. <laughs> so so what's the plan? You're, you're crashing in uh, Houston tonight, or maybe you're going to be up all night, depending on the outcome of this thing. But uh, you, you got a hotel room for the night there? Correct, yeah. And then I'm going to drive back to Austin tomorrow and get on a 5 p.m. flight, and I'll see you boys on Wednesday. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, man. man. I'll, did you, I'll did, be in great shape, by the way. Oh, we have no doubt about that. Yeah. Did uh, did you did people like all the the hats that you bought at Dick's? Uh, and I'm not talking about the sporting goods store. I'm talking about the hamburger joint. Right. Did, did people like their uh, their, their presents? <laughs> they, they did like their presents, and like I am so happy. It's like today was so hot and humid. I, I was like, these mesh hats are the way to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, man. The humidity never quits, man. So Not I guess you're, you're you're probably going to get a chance to see the marching band and all the stuff. Yeah, and I'm like I I'm kind of forgetting I'm on the radio. It's just like I'm talking to you three guys. So like I'm on the fifty. Like they're good seats, just oh. second level up. Yeah, Damn. dude. I mean, Damn. come on. We'll be looking for you, man. How much gear are you going to buy in there? Oh, I'll tell you that one thing. They win this game. I got to buy at least four hats. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will take one. Ted, enjoy your time down there, man. That is that is that is awesome. We 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 hope uh, everything goes good tonight, man. Look forward to seeing you get on Wednesday. Yeah, thanks for checking in. I just want to tell Seattle, go Huskies. Let's bring this home. Yeah, yeah man. man. Absolutely. All right. All right. There you go. The, the Ted, Ted Smith. Smith. Down in Houston, Texas. Man, the thing is with uh, NFL season starting to wrap up, you know, the playoffs start next week. The deal I'd made with my son, I said, look, man, if the Ravens go to the Super Bowl, and I've made this deal with him like three years out, 
We will get tickets and we will go to the game. Well, you have a right. connector. I mean, your, your your brother can at least get you a ticket in the game, which is the most important thing. Whatever the cost is, is the cost that you it's have face, to incur. You're not paying the scalpers cost, right? That, yeah. And that's a huge, that, huge that difference. Is, that is because you get all the markups and, and all that crap after the fact. So I kind of have him on the, but but it's still not cheap, right? So every year I say this to him, and it's like anything. If you're a football fan, you don't know if your team's going to go. You hope they do. Well, the Ravens started putting it together. Guy tomorrow last night was like, you guys are going to win it all. I kept telling him why we might not, and he kept saying, uh-huh, F you. That's how we started every sentence. Uh-huh. F you, this is why you're going to win. So, and I hope he's right. But if they go, I am on the hook for this, right? And my son, as he's watching this unfold, is getting more and more excited. And like anything, it, the, the possibility is definitively there, right? You got to win your yeah. games. But the reality financially of what this would cost to pull off is also hitting me. So the more excited he gets, the less excited I get. I'm excited about the prospect of them going, but knowing that I have made this deal, I'm like, I got to do it. You know, but I'm like, oh, man. And he keeps saying, how much would it cost? I said, you don't even want to know, and you wouldn't believe me. Well, and you just got to remember, man, it only hurts for the first few hours after you've done it. It does. It does. And and then it's nothing but good times after but, that. But the deal I made, because the wife's like, you know how much that's going to cost. I said, yes, I do, because I have to buy them. So, yes, I'm very aware. I was hovered over but, the computer but what the we will do the Super Bowl, and I just had my finger on the button like, do I do it? Yeah. Do I do it? I was like, do it! Hit the button. I was like, oh, God! Yeah, we were on the phone together. We are on the phone together. We are waiting for the championship game to wipe that. And he's like, I got it all set up. I just haven't hit enter. Right? So, I guess the three zeros, that's what we agreed. Make sure there are three freaking zeros on that uh-huh. screen. It's like, I'm going to do it. Then we're like, yeah, oh, Oh, I mean, just this pain hits your chest, man. So I've already looked at the, the ticket prices for this, and it's, it's exorbitant. It's the Super Bowl. So and it's I also in so Vegas, and Vegas is one of the more expensive stadiums to watch a game, even during the regular season. But one of the beauties, so the average ticket price. But the beauty of it being in Vegas is, I said to my wife, like, look, we will fly down morning of, should this come to pass, and we will fly back after the game that night. I think that's impossible, right? No, it's not. I mean, you get down there early, go to the game, because the thing is, if I'm just with my kid, it's not like I can party, party. Right, I know that. I will be in decent shape. I would suspect most people from either city that's being represented on this game will probably spend another night. So I get the feeling that night flying out of Vegas will be one of its less crowded. I don't know. Day of, I'm sure it'll be packed, but I'm like, look, I don't care. We'll just go to the game. You can do the quote-unquote NFL experience, right? All crap they have kids. We go to the game, win or lose, and then we fly home that night. And he goes, do I have to go to school Monday? I said, absolutely not. If we go to the Super Bowl, that, you're taking that Monday off, dude. That's almost the, the better deal out of it. You know, at his age, obviously, the Super Bowl is awesome. But sure. getting out of school on Monday, too. Well, it's a double whammy. It's awesome at any age. Yeah. It's a team. But, yeah. Well, the thing is, we take off Super Bowl Mondays. It's what we do. And to us, it just makes sense. Because I don't know about you, but we do go to a Super Bowl party you're not in real good shape. Like, let's call Ted back at 6 o'clock, see how he's doing. Right. right. You'd be like, there's no way this dude should come into work tomorrow. That's where we are. And, in fact, when the Seahawks won their damn Super Bowl, we had taken that Monday off. And we did it in advance. Castle mm-hmm. knew. Seahawks go. They beat the living tar out of the Elster face, the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am hammered, man. I am at a party, and I get this call from Castle. Right? Castle goes, hey, man. I know you guys took tomorrow off. I was like, that's not we're dead. I need you to come in tomorrow. Like, what? He goes, the Seahawks won. You're the voice of Seattle. People want to hear what... I remember he said, people will want to hear what you have to say. And I'm thinking, no, they don't. They're happy to celebrate the fact mm-hmm. that their team won. The- right. They don't care no. what we have to say about it. will still be a buzz you on won. Tuesday. No. And then we, we all came in that Monday. And man, honest to God, that was one of the 
toughest shows I've been through. Not because the audience was not enthusiastic. There was a lot of positivity mm-hmm. and enthusiasm around us. But, man, when you don't think you have to go to work and you have specifically taken that day off so that you can get S-House, you get S-House. What did no, he well, think was going to happen? Like, why didn't he deny that? Because he knew that the Seahawks were going. Right. He so why did they even approve it? And I remember I was a listener at that time. I was still yeah. working at the detail shop, and I also had to be at work on that Monday. Right. And the morning show was off, and it's like, okay, yep, that makes sense. Everybody, you know, everybody's taking this day out because the Seahawks just won the Super Bowl last night. And Nobody's the morning show okay, was the raw, raw right. the Seahawks. Hypothetically speaking, if you dub wins tonight, does Seattle do a parade like they did for the Sounders, like they did They've for the Seahawks? To. I mean, the, I the city so, of Seattle. Got to. I don't want a damn thing up at you know. No offense, but you dub. I don't. I don't. I don't want to go up there and hang around you dub and watch a parade. But if they bring it downtown, you're darn right. I think I, it comes downtown. I, I man. Would, I would go, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, University District is not really like a parade place. Like, don't do it there. Right. Like, do it downtown. No, bring it right but downtown. Never, well, they'll do like Seafair. But I've never been in a town before that had a national championship. So even with basketball, I, I have no idea how college works. You're talking college, as, right? As far as the celebration. Yeah, do they aspect. throw parades for if you're in a well? The Bro, you're talking is, to me. I haven't seen yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but most most schools that do well in any given sport are not part of a major city. One of the unique Correct. things about U Dub is that it's located in the middle of Seattle, right? If Wazoo wins, like you can throw a parade in Pullman, but. It's a parade in Poland. Nothing against no, Poland, no, no, but sure. right, exactly. 18 people live there. If Michigan right. wins and they go, where are they? East Lansing or Ann Arbor? Ann Arbor. Right. I mean, yeah, okay. I would think that they would. Just because how gaga Seattle is for the Huskies, we do very much support the Huskies around sure. here. They have got to run a parade down there. Well, like I said, they're in your city. And I think right. that makes a huge and difference. And we've proven ourselves to be a sports city. We, As much as people didn't think that the people of Seattle like sports, we love our sports around here. It's we all we rallied NHL behind team. the Mariners in, in 95. We rallied behind the Seahawks in, in, in 2012 and 2013. We, we're rallying behind the dogs right now. They want the parade. I don't care if it's, if it's traditional or not. This is the first one that we've had since 91. 91. No. This is 30-some-odd years <laughs> since our last national title. Yes, throw the doggone parade. Also, this is a taste of what's uh, what's coming up for next year. I mean, basically, by what whatever, mean? whatever the Big Ten is going to be called, whatever, however they do that, oh, when they God, right. add all these the teams. The Big 24. These right. are, these are, these are going to be the teams that you're playing week in and week out. And it's they're already an underdog based on the fact that they don't believe that UW is a powerhouse enough to compete on that level. This is an undefeated team. That's right. one cool thing about watching this. Very rarely, uh, even if you are in the championship, you win the championship to run the table from the beginning of the year, beginning and to, to the, end, and, and go through the process of of playing in the, in and the playing Oregon twice, where you're the underdog twice, and you beat them twice. Yeah, right. So that's the thing, man. There, there's some legit competition in this conference. No. Keep underestimating no. them, guys. Just keep it going. Just keep making them the underdogs. They will prove you wrong every time. Random, okay, we lose random, all our callers. Random, yeah, we random, did. Random, they figured Ted was going to take us to the break. All right. Now, look, no, man, there's know. certain things you know you need to do, and we know that Ted's just doing us a nice. Ted's ready to throw the hell down. He is, dude. Make no mistake. He kept it together on the phone there, and he's not hammered yet. When he actually, You would definitely know. When yeah. I called him, I... I he said, man, I probably might be a little bit tuned up by that time. I was like, dude, I want your first broadcast. I want you wasted at that stage. And we know who you are. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to grab this. Let's, Should I just oh, grab oh, it? Oh, oh got it. All right, we lost our calls. I'll give yeah. you guys one. All right, hypothetically speaking, I had a question, question. If you guys found $1,000, mm-hmm. $1,000, would you return it? Do I know where it has come from? You just found $1,000. No. You found $1,000. Do you return the money? Absolutely not. If I see 
it falls out of your pocket, falls out of your bag. Yes. Because then I, I feel guilty because I can attach, you know, a person to this money. If it's just, say, on the ground at the airport or in the library or something okay. like that, no chance. But then aren't you just as much on the hook for being on camera or someone seeing that you maybe have done this? But is it illegal? And I, and I don't know this, right? There's a so thousand you, you dollars, pick up a thousand dollars in cash. on the floor to Fred Meyer. My, my money says this is a setup. My money says that someone but put that there. But what are they setting you up for? Because You're on some TV show. Would you return a thousand dollars? No, Dunkin' Yoni just comes around. Exactly. What would you do? Why didn't you return that money? Flat out, no. Like, dude, look. If you, there's two different kinds of shows you can do. I see a lady reach into her purse to pull out her phone. A thousand dollars drops onto the ground. I would probably sprint over and pick it up for her. Say, hey, ma'am, you dropped this. Yes. Notice, I said probably. Now, <laughs> I'm just walking through Fred Meyer, and I'm at the cereal aisle because I'm going to buy some cinnamon toast crunch. There's just $1,000 sitting in on cash. the floor in cash. I'm taking it. I would be looking around, and to be honest with you, I would be trying to find a way to return it. Because like you said, there's nobody around. Whoever it does belong to has now long since gone. But have they long <sighs> since gone? Uh, yeah, you, I know that's fair. Maybe you stay in the store an extra 10 minutes to see if, uh, because, but how do you handle that PA announcement? You don't say someone dropped a thousand bucks because everyone's going to look for it. I'd probably go to the manager in the store and say, you're going to have somebody who's going to run in here panicked that, they, that they're that they missing something. Let them know. I you can't give it to the kid behind the counter at, at, Lord at, at, the, no. at the service. Like, I'm holding on to Wait, that until I give it to the person Why lost can't it? I trust him? You're already saying that I'm the bad guy if I just pick it up my camera. You should at least be able to trust There's, the kid okay, behind no, the counter. No, no. I don't care, manager, kid, whoever, conscious, sweet old lady, 58 years old. Old, she's going to bingo. She right. is. I mean, like you're basically just giving her the money you found. Right. That's why I know you that just I can, take it. I know that I can bring the money that I found back to the person that lost it. Okay, that's I know you why could, I'm holding on. To but it. would right. you? Yes. Okay. Really? Yes. I would hate myself for doing it, but yes, I would. Oh man, I'd be hammered. <laughs> I mean, just like, dude, it's a thousand free. I bucks. can't let myself do it because then I, I, I immediately put myself in their shoes. If I drop a thousand dollars and I run okay, into that store, okay, dude, I okay, want somebody okay, to return okay. it. Would okay. you? But would you honestly? So you have dropped. I wouldn't one expect th- it. Right. That's my whole point. All right. So I'll, I'll give you one. Uh, names, names, obviously are not going to be rejected. Yes. So I decided to help out someone uh, last year who needed some financial assistance, all right, on something that I was like, okay, I'm willing to help you with that, no problem. So uh, time goes on, probably two or three months, and I'm speaking to someone else who also knows this person in question, Mm -hmm. and they say, oh, well, they're, you know, doing well, Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, but, uh, you know, it was nice that they were able to fix up their backyard and put up the fence so that the dog can now go out in the backyard, and the deck has now been redone, and the fence Are is completed. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, my God. I would be so pissed. No. So I lent the money under the uh, context of something completely different than that. Sure. All right? I don't expect the money to be repaid to me. But sure. you expected it to be the put money. toward the specific thing they said they were trying to raise money. Sure. It would be like running a GoFundMe for a medical thing, and then you right. find out they're taking all your cash. Yeah. yeah. And I said, what do you mean the new fence in the backyard? A pretty substantial size backyard that right. takes care of the dog. And what about the new deck? Oh, yeah, it's all brand new. Uh, something that they wanted to do, and they finally got around to doing it. That's why I don't take the $1,000 and take it to the counter. I'll stick it in my pocket. All right. I poll ask thousands of people what they do if they found $1,000 on the ground. And 47% people, about half says keep it, especially if no one else was around. Women more slightly likely to say that they would keep it than men, believe it or not. So men would say, we'll give it back. 
Women said, no, we're keeping Keep in mind, This does not mean anyone's telling the truth. It means they were asked. So women are more likely to tell you they would. Yes. Believe it or not, they broke it down by city. The most huh. honest city was Jacksonville, Florida. 62% of people would hand it over. The other honest cities include Los Angeles, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Atlanta. Now the most dishonest cities. Assuming it's dishonest to keep the money. Right. If you found $1,000. Detroit, Memphis, New Orleans, most dishonest, Baltimore Rams. Yeah, those are three of those four what I expected to hear. Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. Cut up our categories today. The world's friendliest accents and college football. Plus, we've got your emails up next from the men's room at KISW.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 